gin is strong, but I'm not drunk yet. This is Collins with the Bench Bark Podcast. I'm joined by... Brother Wolf here. And together we try to solve the problems of the world, thinking critically, addressing them from the common man's point of view, and determining the best route forward. Got to love the people, because they give them what they want, right? You got it. Neither here nor there. We're going to talk about one key point. Age, maturity, and what it means in the U.S. system. What I mean by that is this. How old do you need to be to vote? How old do you need to be to own a gun? How old do you need to be to get married? And more importantly, why do we have different ages for all these things? What's your thoughts? Uh, I say maturity is maturity. I say uh, right now, 18 just doesn't seem to be doing it for a lot of situations. A lot of people out there in between 18 to 21 years old are getting into a lot of chaos and a lot of bad things out in the streets and just looking out for the young people. I'm not sure how, you know, in order to handle it, we're giving them so much responsibility so soon. But at the same point in time, if they're old enough in order to go go to war, they should be old enough to do other things. So let's devil's advocate, baby. What about the fact that there might be the 18 to 21 because I'm not in that age group. He's not in that age group. What if we have individuals who are doing well in that age group? We've just cut them out of the equation. We might want their input. Is that what we want to do? I mean, just because a person can't do certain things doesn't mean that you don't have their input to do certain things. So that's the whole thing. What we would be setting is uh, age, for example, in order to do certain, make decisions like smoke or drinking or something like that, in which are irreversible decisions in which your body can't handle if it gets, if it's at a young age. So I guess the question is this. I always go back to one of my favorites, the legal age of competency. That's the age in which you can... Depending on where you are in the world, it varies. Japan, Canada, Alabama, and Mississippi. Yeah, we'll deal with that in a bit. But definitively in Canada, 16 years of age. That's how old you need to be to go ahead and engage in coitus. Let's use the real words because we're adults. But I'm drunk, so fuck it. We're saying (laughs) that's how old we determine that young girls can go ahead and get fucked out of their virginity. Is that correct? Is that right? Is that appropriate? And here's the best part. I'm going to go ahead and let you take over the floor for one reason. You have daughters. I don't. Please, lead the way. Well, my main issue is, just as I said before, if you have a situation in which it's irreversible damage to a body, in which pregnancy is irreversible damage to a body, uh, the thing is, at that age they really aren't able to make those decisions at a fine-tuned mind. And I think that a fine-tuned mind is what's necessary for that. So let's just go with what you're saying. Let's say you need to be fine-tuned to make these decisions. Number one, what does fine-tuned mean? How do you achieve it? And how do you maintain it? Do we need to have an accreditation process like a college? Do you need to pass a test? What do we need to do? I think it just comes down to thinking the way out through each situation. And I think that it really makes a difference that if we have 
a community aspect into it in order to find out what's the best way in order to handle the situation. Community, elaborate. Well, it's a situation in which I think the input from the people in that age group would be important and also the input from people in the older age group would be important. Uh, also, we would run into the problem of that they run into all the time with abortion, in which they have other groups that have nothing to do with the situation that all of a sudden put their two cents in into making the thing. So we have to make sure that when we do handle the situation, we do make sure that all sides are hurt. All right. I don't have a problem with that so far, but I do have two clarifications I want from you. Number one, who do we judge or who gets the final decision? The 18 to 21 year olds, do they get autonomy over their own bodies and decisions? Or do other people exercise paternalism and tell them what they have to do? I believe uh, we already have a system set up perfect for that, the vote. Uh, I mean, that's the whole thing in which I say is the vote should aspect uh, should carry on the aspect of which what age goes for what. Um, I think that we already have a situation in which uh, we haven't had a vote on these topics in a long time. And I think it's a time in which we should maybe look back and reflect on that, dealing with the current uh, atmosphere that we have. Um, that's the whole reason why I think that it's important that we at least look at the subject and um, go to our council people, our mayors, our governors, and everybody. What you're saying is we need to go ahead and address this issue with the government that we have because the government we have is valid and is working. Yes, I, I do think that that is a key thing that we need to do is we need to use the tools that we have in order to address issues and concerns that we haven't addressed in a long time. And, and that's not just with this issue, it's with all issues. And I think that that's what, what the issue is, is we haven't gone back for a while to talk about certain subjects that because we haven't talked about have become out of place or passe or, or not something that uh, anybody talks about anymore. We just take it for granted. We just take it for granted. Okay, it, so we, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Excuse me, Brother Wolf. My concern is this, is what about those who don't have a voice, but we assume they have a voice? And that's a problem I know I have an issue with, and I'm trying to correct it as well. So I'll give you an example. You say voting is okay. But what about somebody who fucked up, did wrong, and went ahead and said, man, I got to make this money, did some less than savory actions. Now, because they're a felon, their right to vote is removed, but this still affects them. Are you still saying at that point that this system is worthwhile? Well, we have to keep in mind, the system does have a check and balance for that, because if you have that one vote going in there for that one felon, then that still would be offset by people that are out there. I mean, that would just be one vote for the thing as opposed to, for the situation as opposed to, you know, all the votes that are out there. I, I think it'll counterbalance out. It just makes sense to me that, you know, 
we actually do have more people outside of jail, thank God and thank you, Jesus, than we have inside of jail right now. So I do think that in the end, it counterbalances. I disagree with you. And here's why. I don't believe in a tyranny of the majority or a tyranny of the minority. I understand that if you fuck up, you need to pay penance. But how long do you need to pay penance for? I'd say each situation which we have set up and unfortunately right now is set up by judges which are, you know, at the whim of other people. But uh, each situation that we have is different um, as opposed to what the penance and the amount of time would be. So let me give you an easy example of what I'm talking about. There is an activist, Gary Chambers. He is part of East Baton Rouge Parish. He went to a school board meeting because in the current climate, Black Lives Matter matters. People are supporting the change of and removal of very, very persecuted persecuted that that sounds good uh, it's not the word I want, but that's what we're going to go with for the time being. but individuals who are persecuted under the system, we have to worship and go ahead and give provenance to individuals that are not of your peer group. so you're telling me that a group of black students needs to go to Robert E. Lee High School, and of course, the point being is that brother Chambers he goes to the school board meeting to changed the name for Robert E. Lee, and one of the school board members is on her computer shopping instead of paying attention, giving him his due diligence, and figuring out, hey, is this the best option? Are we protecting history, heritage, common sense? What's, what's, what are we going for? And your argument is prima facie strong. I want to agree with it. But here's the thing. When I was 18 years old, I knew everything. I'm not going to sit there and pretend I didn't. I knew it all. Now that I'm 37, about to be 38 in a few, in a month and some change, I'm worried that not only did I know everything, but I couldn't be told anything. And the people who were telling me something didn't want to listen or break it down to me in a manner I can understand. So I don't have an issue with your argument per se. I have an issue with you saying, hey, when's the last time you've been to another country? You know there's other countries in the world, right? How do they do things? Why do they do things the way they do? And if that's the case, why aren't you doing it that way? Uh, should I say um, acquired intelligence versus starting intelligence? And I do think that that you know, makes a big difference on those topics. And like you said, um, when you deal with younger people these days, they are going more places and doing more things. So it does give them a more otherworldly view, which has helped as far as, you know, dealing with certain issues like uh, drinking or like, you know, weed or marijuana or whatever you want to call it. But it has helped because these people have gone to different areas and they've gotten a chance to experience things they might not have experienced in the United States originally. But at the same point in time, we have to realize that we may be on the track of doing something better than other places, too. 
in which uh, you have a group of people that haven't gone to these other places and haven't gone to these other areas, and they bring a different uh, a different focus, a different um, mindset, a different mindset to these arguments. And I think it's important that you take and factor in all that when you make these decisions. But at the same point in time, what I really think is our country needs a reset on a lot of the laws and standards that we've set up. And see, that's why I have an issue. You said earlier, everything's working and we have a place, something in place, but we need a reset. How can we reset something that's not working? And that's my issue. Personally, I, in the current system, am a libertarian, but I do believe the system's broken. But I do believe in while I'm living in that system, I have to vote within that system. Uh, so my issue is this, is that as someone who has been around walks of life because of my uh, storied youth, let's just call it that, do I want to go ahead and eliminate their opinion, eliminate where they stand, eliminate their voice? No, but I do want to make sure it's tempered with common sense, wisdom, age, economics, and understand that, hey, your voice is being heard. However, is your voice the best? Just like, is my voice the best? I have wisdom on my side. I have experience on my side. I've done it already. I don't want you to make the same mistakes. And I believe that in your heart as well. But if you went to a prison today and say, yeah, man, I'm not going to let you vote. Do you think that motherfucker would care about anything you have to say? No. Uh, I mean, quite frankly, it feels like you would be counting them out. Which is the reason why I said, you know, they should be able to ha have their voice expressed when they reach that age, even after they've done that. Because I don't think that the that I don't think that the system will completely allow them to invalidate itself if they were given their chance. And I think that it would be an unfair system for us to tell them they cannot have their chance. And at the same point in time, understand the bones are good when it comes to the United States. The original setup of it, of the law system, were good. It's just the fact that if you look at different shows like Hamilton and everything like that, almost immediately after they set up the core, there were groups that came around to destroy it and disparage it and everything like that. It's those situations that we have to go ahead and address it it those are the most important things about it now i got things to say but being respectful are you done sir yes sir appreciate that and this is why we go ahead and get things done on benchmark podcast <sighs> exhale inhale the evidence has not shown america is kind to minorities. And I find minorities to include youth, elderly, colored, women. If you are, <laughs> as stated before for the three-fifths compromise, a white male between 25 to 55, you are golden. Everybody else is asinine at best. So my concern is, how do we go ahead and change the system to hear these voices 
or get these voices on point so that they're quote unquote worthwhile to the system. And one solution that we can do in order to do that. And the only thing that we can do is set up things the way in which they were previously before. Vote. That's it. That's the only way in which we can go ahead and achieve that destiny is we have to remember in our mind that the system was set up that way, that we had our voice. The system is set up that everybody has their voice and pray and hope to God that at the same point in time, um, everybody has their a chance for their voice to be heard. Okay. So with that said, for the disenfranchised, who by definition, their voice is not heard. How do you reconcile that difference? You find ways to bridge the gap. You find ways to get them to communicate and get them, them? The, the disenfranchised. You find ways in order to get them to realize the system is set up this way. Let's find a way in order to get you put into it. Let's find a way in order to get you to a higher level. Let's not look at you as needing a hand down, but let's try to give you a hand up. I don't mind you giving me a hand up, but the problem I have is you talking down to me as if your position's automatically superior just because you're the system. That's why I have a problem with your argument. I don't have a problem with you saying, I disagree with you. I have a problem with you saying, I disagree with you because you're lower than me. That's the issue I have. And I do think that that is a, a big turning point. Uh, I do think that it's important that people realize that even though we're already set up in this system or they have people that have been following it for a long time, um, it doesn't mean that you're better because you're, you know how to use it. It just means that you know how to use it. But here's the problem. You're better because you get the results in the system. That's the problem. So... If you are an individual of color, man, woman, trans, I don't give a shit. If you're an individual of color, you have a lower standard than a white man. Would you agree with that statement, yes or no? Yes. So if you agree with that statement, why would you want to go ahead and be involved with a system that automatically belittles you? I think that the truth is... Um, you either have two options. You can either work within the system to better it, or you can go outside the system. The problem is, is it is a lot harder than a lot of people realize to go outside the system. Because you know what? I uh, have air conditioning. I have Uber Eats. I go ahead and enjoy these comforts, even though they might be inherently detrimental. And that's frightening to me as a concept that I'm willing to go ahead and do that. So it reminds me of the, the concept of, hey, do I wanna wish for an easy life or do I wanna wish for the strength to endure a hard one? I don't know. But I have a problem with the system removing people. So what if we go ahead and go about what you said the opposite way? What if we go ahead and say, hey, man, I've been pushing you down and stepping on your knee. Rest in peace, Brother Floyd, because Lord knows Derek Chauvin's an asshole from everything that's been shown to him. 
if we go ahead and include people into the system, what's wrong with not only me uplifting those who before I quote unquote thought were negative or were not as preferred, but I have the chance to uplift myself because I'm looking at another point of view. I'm able to say, oh, I didn't know I could do this, like put seasoning on my food. <laughs> I didn't know that, hey, maybe I'm only doing this because options are limited to me. I don't believe looting is a good idea. I do believe protest protesting is a good idea, but I want to make sure protesting provides me something. And if protesting provides me nothing, then what is the next step that I have to go to? I'm not saying it's looting. I'm not saying it's not looting. I'm saying is that every time I ask to be treated like a fucking human being, you decided to not do that. So I have to go ahead and do what? By any means necessary. Would you agree with that sentiment? Yeah. So if you agree with that sentiment, why didn't you state it initially? I think that by any means necessary would also include doing things that are already set up to help you. But if they're not working, why would you keep doing the same thing over and over? Because that's the definition of what? Right. Definition of insanity, yes. It's a definition of insanity. So case in point, you're trying to go ahead and get your, your older parent has dementia. They're not listening to anything you do. But you know what you do? And I know a friend who's done this. They would, in the middle of the night, wake up, go to the cupboard, and eat all the cookies. They weren't hungry. They weren't needy. They just knew to eat the cookies. You had to what? Lock the cookies up. Or question them to what you're doing. And not shame them, but provide immediate realization that what they were doing was not beneficial whatsoever. My concern is that this system of voting isn't preferred. I wish it were. Don't get me wrong. In, in, in the theory of voting, I want to go ahead and be able to flick the button, push the switch, tap the app, whatever the case may be, and say, hey, not only is this my voice, but this is how I want things to change. But it's not. So what do we do from this point on? I mean, I think that a lot of uh, interesting discovery has been made on the front of mating, making vote for applicable to people, making it so that now they can mail in their votes, making it so that now uh, there may even be an app that might start using, that people might start using for the votes. Different ways to make voting a lot easier for people as opposed to the more traditional way, which has issue has those flaws that you did mention before. But the one thing that um, we do have to keep in mind is with these uh, increased um, uh, increased accessibility of voting also comes the increased inherent uh, ability of people to go into the voting system and hack it. And so I understand that there are certain people that feel as though that outweighs the value of making it more accessible. But at the same point in time, as you said, we've realized that the old way wasn't working. So I do believe that a large part of passing these new laws through, including to increase the voting um, accessibility is that we go out there and vote right now. 
uh, we, we find our ways in order to go ahead and vote and carry on with the different um, different tools that we have. I think I believe the heart of what you're saying is, hey, if you want your voice to be heard, you have to speak it. Would you agree with that? Yes. And my argument would devolve into, are people listening? Specifically, quiz custodian ipsos custodes. And if you are an Alan Moore fan or specifically know the Watchmen, I'm a comic book fan, Marvel over DC, eat it, bitches. <laughs> it's the Latin phrase, who will guard the guards themselves or who watches the watchers, <laughs> who watches the watchmen? My concern is this, is that I want to vote and here's the funny part that people don't realize. I want to vote to not only make my life better, but your life better. But I also don't want to go ahead and exclude someone unnecessarily. And that's the fear that I have is that the definition of voting excludes someone, or at least how we count it. Because if I say, if I got a yes vote and you have a no vote, we don't matter what the topic is. We just throw those out because that's a tie. It doesn't matter. What are we doing to go ahead and make sure everybody can do better? What are we doing to set the new benchmark? Better question is this. Why haven't we, why is it so difficult to vote? Why do I have to go out in the middle of a horrible hurricane, a horrible rainstorm, a pandemic and vote? Why don't I go ahead and go to Google and say, Hey, Siri. And she's like, yes, what can I do for you in addition to getting your Uber Eats and getting you on point? That's my concern. And more importantly, she just listened. She's nosy. Yes. <laughs> Snoopy. <laughs> he has an iPhone. I'm Android all the way. Doesn't matter. But the point being is this. We believe in doing better. That's why we called it benchmark. We want to do better. We just don't know how, and that's why we're trying to address this. This will be for another day. We'll go ahead and address it again. But for the time being, I think the easiest thing is this. Find an app. Find a way to verify the app. Something according to the blockchain. Put it in. I put my voice, and we go from there. And more importantly, not only can I go ahead and verify my vote, but I can articulate my vote to make it the best vote it can be. I don't want to vote for this asshole who doesn't like trans people or gay people or black people or, or Romanian people or women or people who are have a vestigial limb, whatever the case may be. I want this person to say, if you're in my constituency, I want you to succeed. And the problem is what? We have always fucking gotten to where we vote for the lesser of the evils instead of the best individual for the job. Why? That will go ahead and leave for another day. Thank you once again for listening to the Benchmark Podcast. I am Rocky Collins. With me, Brother Wolf. Say what's up. What's going on? Please listen next time. We're trying to find the answers. This one we didn't solve, but we will address it again. Thank you for your time. This is Collins, and thank you for listening to the Benchmark Podcast, product of Benchmark Media, LLC where we always attempt to establish a positive benchmark. We would like to remind everyone that the views and opinions expressed 
are strictly the views and opinions of each individual, and those views do not reflect the stance of Benchmark Media. Any opinion stated is not to be construed as professional advice or help. Please contact the professional for any help you may require. We'd like to thank all of our guests for their contributions, and of course to you, our listening family. Don't forget any of our sponsors. Please visit and support them as well. Our intro and outro music is Acid Trumpet by Kevin McLeod. Remember to contact us at therealbenchmarkpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on all our social media outlets, such as Facebook or Instagram. And if you'd like to be a friend of the show, you can donate to us via our PayPal. Or you can donate me a drink. All rights reserved by Benchmark Media, LLC.